And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. Zoomcast, guys, We uh, our last uh, episode was like, what, a month ago? Just about? Over a month ago? Almost. Yeah? Yeah. Took some time off, you know, recharged the batteries. Um, I'm going to say this right now, guys. I'm... I'm, I'm kind of a little bit stuffed up. I think it's because of the cat hair. I've been at my mother-in-law's house a couple times because the sister-in-law's up. So a little stuffed up. So uh, excuse me if I sound a little weird. And I'm also drinking energy drink because I'm trying to stay awake today. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, guys, it's Christmas Eve Eve. Um, which means that tomorrow night, uh, the big guy comes for all the kids uh and uh drops off his presents and eats your cookies and all that shit um connor and i were talking before the podcast what we're doing for christmas uh, i i've got my usual uh in-law christmas at my house and then uh christmas christmas with my parents but uh, my parents are having us all test before we go over there so uh which should be interesting uh to say the least but uh yeah so it's going to be kind of a normal-ish christmas for me uh dave how about your christmas normalish um yeah normalish certainly uh certainly compared to um last year a year ago it was like forever ago and in other ways it doesn't but yeah somewhat normal in the sense that kind of getting back to uh i wouldn't say huge family gatherings but family gatherings um going up uh, like tomorrow christmas eve going as we record this tomorrow's christmas eve gonna go up to my cousin's way up in Oak Grove, where we typically go year after year for Christmas, New Year's Eve celebration, but uh, I didn't do that last year due to COVID, obviously. And this year, I wouldn't say it's going to be huge like it maybe normally is, but yeah, so getting back to normal and then, uh, yeah, getting together with uh, my parents and my sister and her family and then uh, aunt and uncle cousins on Christmas day so yeah a little more normal than uh, a year ago so that's is good. this is this a chili bake-off now is this chili it bake-off is. time so yes, that, on saturday that'll be the chili, chili bake-off bake yep yeah. yep, yep. We'll probably be bake-off. some cornbread margaritas guacamole that kind of sweet, thing so yeah sweet it's not to be missed <laughs> so we did that last year but it was yeah. with a, just uh my parents and my sister so there much smaller so we might have a few more guests over than than in past so yeah nice normal so yeah that'll be fun i'm looking forward to this weekend for sure yeah David, you've got uh, you got some plans. Is, is any family members coming down to Florida to see you guys? Or? Oh, we're doing the same thing as usual, but with uh, excessively more travel. Oh, Jiminy Christmas! Yeah, we'll we'll actually be in Wisconsin, hmm. um, and it, this is the probably the only Christmas we're going to do this. Um, we're driving, so we're literally leaving Saturday more well, late morning. Hmm. And we'll be, oh, you know, in Wisconsin about Monday night, and we'll leave Wisconsin early Friday morning. So, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a five five ish days on the road, and wow, four ish days actually in Wisconsin. So, well, uh, will the uh, will the wife let you stop at any uh, distilleries on the way up or down? Uh, it's no, the timing's not right. It's oh, holidays both nice. times. Oh, so. shit. Oh. Yeah terrible yep nothing lots of driving um yeah like i said i doubt we're gonna do this the next year we'll probably we'll probably fly next year or Mm -hmm. convince family to come down here get it out um 
Looks like Connor took off for a little bit, but uh, maybe he's tired of our Christmas talk. But uh, yeah, uh, he just wants to wait until we jump into the soccer. Skip probably, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's gonna. I guess it'll be like I said, a more normalish Christmas for most people. I think most people are going to do what they've normally done, uh, and kind of not think about what happened last year with Christmas and all that stuff. So it should be good. I think the temperatures up here are going to be uh, in the forties tomorrow, David. Oh, so uh, yeah. Really for me. Yeah. But uh, you know, maybe uh, we might have a little rain tomorrow, which is nice. And uh, hmm. then we might have a big snowstorm Sunday night. So who knows? Yeah. That's but, what I hear. But we'll uh, have fun. yeah, that should be great. I don't give a shit. Cause I'm off till the, till the new year. So I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, might go to Dave and Buster's next week, next Wednesday with Dave, you know, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I might go see the new Spider-Man with my kid this weekend, you know, might do that. So yeah, I know where to go. Um, we are drinking guys. Uh, of course I, I want to say before we get into our drinks, uh, Dave and I went out, uh, last Saturday for John's, uh, birthday and, uh, hit up a bunch of breweries, uh, to, uh, put our stamps on the old uh, pub pass there. Uh, mm-hmm. We ended up going to uh, LaDonna and which was nice to get back in there. Uh, we ended up going to uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Lakes and legends, which I've never been to before. Lakes and legends required a uh, vaccine. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, proof, of vaccine. proof of vaccine. I mean, you, we use that path of the application yeah. docket. I think if yeah. you actually had the card or a picture, yeah. of it, you probably yeah. did too. Yeah, Lakes and Legends, that was right off of, that was my first time in Lakes and Legends, mm-hmm. and that that was right, I guess I knew where it was, but and I've driven by it, but that, of course, is right off of, uh, uh, help me out, what's the park? Uh, oh, at Loring Park. Loring Park, where they were yeah. doing uh, the Holodazzled celebration, yep. so it was, it was busy in there on that day, definitely, mm-hmm. compared to LaDonna Cerveceria, which is, again, which it was, was nice to get back there. Yeah, there was nobody in there, I mean, it was just after down. opening. Yeah, and uh we also then we ended up going to six one two, and uh, ended up at Abel Seed House. So we had four breweries that day, which is nice. Um, and as luck would have it, I bought a crowler from one of those breweries, which I'm drinking tonight. It is the um, Family Ties. Uh, it is a um, collaboration with six one two Brew and Badger Hill Brewing. It is a Belden Golden Strong Ale uh belgian i should say um and i'm drinking it and it's it's uh eight percent boys it's uh mm. pretty damn tasty nice yeah that'll kick my ass later on but uh yeah it was uh great to get to those uh breweries that uh i haven't been to in a while i hadn't i don't think i've been to like i said lakes of legends the only one i hadn't been to the other three i had been to but it'd been probably over a year or two since going there so it was nice to get back and uh johnny enjoyed his present that dave and i bought him um which is uh do do, do we tell the story on this i don't think so we did um we abbreviated version well yeah so dave and i were at dave and buster's we had there was an auction there uh we saw this uh al bundy slash uh, ed o'neill signed al bundy poster of him posing with a football and uh, we thought, hey, great thing for Johnny. Dave and I put a bid on it, thinking we wouldn't win it. Three days later, they said I won. So uh, no. we got shipped. 
for the record, I thought we would win it because we were the only bid on it and there was not many days left in that auction. But still, I mean, it, we, we were the only bid. I thought for sure somebody else would bid on the damn thing. So uh, we gave that to Johnny and hopefully it'll go up in his bar downstairs in his new living room. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's perfect for John. I hope I hope he likes it. I'm sure he does. It seemed like oh, he yeah. liked it. You know, yeah. and it's just one of those things that yeah. I mean, just I mean, I think it's cool, but I hope he especially thinks it's cool because I know he's a big fan of that show and Ed O'Neill himself. And uh, yeah. yeah, he actually visited. Uh, was it last year? He actually visited the house. Well, when I say visited, basically looked at the house from the street, but I think that's when yeah. he was making his Chicagoland tour of all the, it just yeah, so happened they were in yeah. Chicago. They saw the uh, home alone house. They saw married children's house. I don't know if I'm missing one or two in there. I might be, but yeah, know. I can't remember. I think, I think those were the ones, ones yeah. that he saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he'll enjoy it. Hopefully it goes up downstairs. Jenny lets him. So uh, Dave, what do you have today? So I got something from a familiar brewery, although I haven't been there in a while either. Speaking of those breweries that we went to this past weekend, I got a uh, beer from Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. And it's a beer that I haven't had. Not only is it a beer that I haven't had before, I, I think it's rather unique. At least I thought it was. It's, I guess, not so unique for maybe Modest. But anyways, I got their Slow It Up, which is an oak aged Pilsner. So I kind of saw that and I said, hmm, that sounds interesting because I've certainly had beers that were aged in oak barrels and 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 whatnot. But typically those are your those are your stouts and porters and just dark beers. And they kind of get they get have a tendency to get very strong, especially if they're aged in like bourbon barrels or stuff like this. But now if you're not too familiar, I had to circle back because modest, I think this is a thing for them. They actually age this in their um, oak folders or folders. Hopefully I'm not pronouncing that wrong, but uh, basically Sorry. it's essentially a large barrel, I think. And it's a very large barrel. I think I was just doing, I had to redo some research on it because I think I talked about this in the past, but they cut off, their cutoff point is about 600 liters. Anything bigger is considered a folder. But so, yeah, I was kind of, I'm like, Oh, Pilsner. And I, and I like, before I like craft beers, I like Pilsners, German Pilsners and this and that. And so this is perfect. In fact, I would say I was kind of worried it'd be strong. It's not, it's five and a half percent, you know, probably typical Pilsner level nice. in that four or 5% range. And I think the, you wouldn't know it was oak, aged in those oak barrels or folders, but I think the thing that might give it away, if you're told, you're told it was, and then took a sip or two, like I am now for the first time, it's just incredibly smooth. Like just, there's no bitterness whatsoever. You can just, the malts come right through. I mean, is there like any uh, vanilla flavors or anything in there? Because that's usually mm. something that comes from the oak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to say, and maybe my palate isn't as defined as well defined as maybe yours even, but I, I'm not, it's not really coming through. And it might be because um, they use a couple different malts, but they also hop it with a mm. little, they use several different malt or uh Hop, hops, I guess I should say. Let's see. I don't, I don't recognize them specifically. Huel Melon, Triple Pear, Pearl, and Cairo Citra. And then the agent. Oh, those so, are not common hops. At all. No, not, not at all. I've heard of two yeah. of them. That's, it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. You've heard of uh, two more than I had. But anyways, yeah, basically just the smoothest is what I, is. There's no bitterness. I don't get the typical, the David, like you were saying, the, the vanilla notes or anything like that. But um yeah, just very smooth. I love it. So yeah, it was just uh, something that jumped out at me and uh, 
And I think it's been a little while since I had a beer from Modest. So nice. That is what I went with. Uh, David, I'm sure you've got a Florida beer. I, I do. Um, I managed to get to a new brewery this uh, past weekend. Um, actually, I got to one the previous weekend too. Uh, but I took the drive down to Naples um, this past weekend and um, hit up Naples Beach Brewing, which I've wanted to get to probably probably since we moved down here. Um, really great little brewery, almost impossible to find if you're using maps to get there. Um, it's hold, on, like hold, the, hold on a second. Okay, so you use a map, but you can't find it. I mean, what's... Yeah, so it's crazy because I actually... Drove there, turned around, drove like three blocks, four blocks back, stopped mm. in a parking lot, did a little search, and then went back. And then I was finally able to find it. It's in this, mm. like, uh, I guess it's a manufacturing district. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're long brick buildings that have suites in them. Sure. And it's on the back side of, and the very end wow. of the first one. And it looks like on the map, it's on the second one. And it looks like it's in the middle and <laughs> it was, it was just a mess. So wow. um, difficult to find if you don't know where it is. Um, but it was really great. Uh, it looks like a, a fun little space. They have a, they have a grass, fake grass inside where they had bags and um, some other games the the tap list is huge. Um, I think there had to be probably twenty. Holy shit! Yeah, probably twenty beers. They're out of two of them, um, so that was pretty good considering. Um, I decided to get well. I got multiple, but the one that I'm drinking tonight um, is the latitude adjustment. Ooh, latitude adjustment. Latitude adjustment. Nice. It's a it's American IPA. It's really what they call the Florida IPA. Um, I brag about this because it's actually the same type of beer that I brewed once for the state fair. Um, I made it up. I thought I was making it up. Uh, it was, it, I called it a West Indies pale ale. It's almost identical concept mm-hmm. um, where it's, it's a little bit um, British. It's malt forward. Um, backs off the hops. It's still bitter, but it's very bitter. It's not like uh, citrusy, really. Um, and the IBUs aren't like off the charts. Uh, this one's only 55, I believe, yeah, 55, 7.2%. So it's a little bit higher. Um, but it, it's, it tastes kind of just a little bit, uh, you know, take like a summit EPA and boost it just a tad bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it's it's it, it's an IPA, but it's very malt forward, um, super smooth. Not a, like it's the IP, IBUs are not very high. Um, this one, like I said, seven point two percent. I really like it. It's a it's a good. Uh, I don't know that you'd want to crush it, but you could crush it because it tastes really that smooth. Well, it's only, what was the percentage again? Seven two. Hmm. Yeah, I think mm, you might if, if you, Yeah, you know, if it was like 85 degrees and you haven't had a lot to eat, I think this would probably punch you. Yeah. After yeah. a couple. A little but, bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh well great. Uh Connor's back. 
was a baby yeah. was a baby crying connor baby was crying but we also nearly had a kitchen fire so i had to, uh had to go and get that out christmas um, man yeah um the, uh, the oven we were we were baking an oven pizza yeah. and uh, it was smoking up the entire kitchen so i had mm. to go up there and, and deal with that when the baby was crying so laura was holding him and actually now i've got the little one with us right here oh, there oh, he is right no. there right. yeah look at that kid First time, on the, first time first on the first podcast. Yeah, there he is. first time on the podcast. There he is, right there. Um, Good. We better yeah, watch Yeah, he's, he's fast asleep, and he just went to sleep, too, so hopefully no. he'll be out for a couple hours. Are you are you able to drink a beer while you're doing this? Yes, I am. Okay, what, I do, you, have, what do you have today? <laughs> uh, I have a special gingerbread beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I got here. It's from it's a it's a collaboration, actually, between Liftbridge uh, Brewing and which we all know in Stillwater. But the collaboration is with Cub, as in the grocery store. Really? Uh, yeah, it's you guys can see the, the can on the camera here. Oh, there. Uh, oh, so yeah. There's Cub and yeah. Liftbridge. Um, and it's only four percent. So very light, uh, very light uh, kind of drink. But and I can see why the. Uh, they call it a gingerbread beer because you definitely can taste it, but it, it tastes just like a brown ale as well, oh. which it is a brown ale. Um, it's, but yeah, the, you can definitely feel the spice of the gingerbread um, mm. uh, on, on your tongue. And it's, it's really, it, it's really kind of, del- I was very surprised. It's very delicious. Yeah. Um, I actually tried of- that. I was, Oh, sorry, Connor. I was just going to say, I, mean, I actually tried that this past weekend. I think I was just in the, uh, holiday spirit and saw it at cub and yeah i think it, the i guess i didn't know this but of course liftbridge still water but cub is a still water based business originally as well so that's their collaboration because of their uh, hometown of Stillwater. That's and cool. uh i think tony yeah. brought it up but um the elm creek brewing did a gingerbread yes. kind of ale as well and i don't yeah. know if you available anywhere else other than the no glow. i think it was just for the glow i i haven't seen it anywhere else um but yeah that was that ginger yeah it was like a ginger not bread but more of a ginger ale type of it was a weird thing but it tasted tasted fine you know it wasn't yeah. too bad well that makes sense because it's on the can on the bottom of the can it says um it, it has a blurb here that says a, a refreshing collaboration between two still water success stories mm-hmm. so that's kind of nice mm. yeah uh, but so yeah what... it's, it's very delicious i i'm very very surprised because honestly i wouldn't would never have pegged cu- uh, Cub as anything to do with beer other than selling other beers, of course. Um, but uh, it was uh, it's it's very delicious. I really like it. Yeah. So does it explain at all like what the collaboration was? What is it like? There are people from Cub Liquor that are um, good with I beer. Think, and they... yeah, I had it last weekend, so I was looking at the cans, and I have a feeling I could be wrong, but I'm I'm fairly certain that it the it's just selling exclusively at cub food liquors okay yeah. okay kind of like um, may, maybe they got the gingerbread from cub maybe maybe <laughs> i mean it reminds me kind of of i think i did some of the podcast in the summertime the high v had a beer they did with Liftbridge, and it was just sold at high v liquor stores and it was like a high v slash congratulations for hy being you know around for 100 years type of deal kind of probably the same thing cub has done you know where they're just selling right. a cub and get people in the door to just to, to get it so um 
Which, guys, quickly, before we get on to soccer stuff, gingerbread beer. I know we've had pickle, we've had pickle beer on this podcast. I'm trying to think of the craziest beers that I've had before. Oh, dude, my my I, I have one of those. Um, I actually brought it on the podcast and it was not good, but um, it was a uh, it was a collaboration between Portage Brewing and I, I can't remember who the other one was, but it was a cucumber, watermelon, peanut butter, chocolate that's, stout. That, right. That's right. That, yeah, right. I remember that was terrible. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was, like, it was not great. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> trying to stuff way too many things into the yeah. beer and it was just, it was so many, like uh, so many Uggs to it. I, mm-hmm. I just didn't, it was, it was a nice try by Portage, but I, I had, it was not, uh, not a well, success story. Yeah, when I was up in St. Pete for the um, USL Championship, I actually did. I talk about this. I don't even know if I did. Um, the beer that I had at one of the breweries um, there was the Jalapeno Sour. Oh yeah, you. Oh, I think wow. you. I think you mentioned that or I, Texas. I at least it. Yeah. yeah mentioned it. Not, um, yeah, not on the pod though. But okay, Texas. Um, it's been so long. That was woof. That was yeah. That was bad. I mean, that was one of those things where it was in a flight. And I yep. was like, you know what? I'm going to try something off the wall. And I tried that. And that thing, it, I don't know what it was. The jalapenos were like not quite ripe or something. The The beer was super sour. Um, and it, the, the jalapeno was so not hot spicy. It was just the flavor of the jalapeno. Yeah. It was outrageously overpowering. And that flavor stuck with me the entire night. It ruined it. That was the last beer I had. Um, I chased <laughs> it with another beer um, at the same time. And I was I was done. I went and ate. It stuck with me through my dinner. Um, I went to the game. It <laughs> stuck with me through the beer that oh I had God. there. It was bad. Wow. And then what was worse is when I got back to the hotel after the, yeah. after the match, uh, the bar was still open which I wasn't expecting it to be. And I was like, sweet. I went over there. I, I bought a whiskey and it stuck with me through the whiskey. Oh, and I, no. went up, I went upstairs and it, I did a burp and it was all right. Back. <laughs> it was so bad. It, and I'm not, and you know, there's no way I'm going to say who the brewery was because the brewery overall mm. is fantastic, but that was just a bad, bad beer. Yeah. I, Again, guys, I, they're, I've, I've been to many brew fests in, in my life here because I go to the Monticello one all the time. And there are some they bring out to these brew fests. They just do it for the brew fest and they taste, they're weird. They're jalapeno or they're whatever. But the weirdest one I ever had, which actually tasted really good, which was kind of dangerous. And I can't think of the brewery's name, but they did like a, you guys remember Big League Chew? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did like a Big League Chew ale. Mm. And you tasted mm. that, and it tasted like freaking bubblegum. I, I mean, can't imagine that being a, good. What? No, Dave, in the little sippy cups that we get, it was fantastic. Mm. Now, I couldn't see like drinking a whole can of that shit, but having a taste of that, it was great. Oh, yeah. But it was like the weirdest thing it was like Big League Chew and beer. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, sounds like they're marketing towards children. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, candy cigarettes. Come on. Well, uh, Dave, uh, have you had, have you, what's the weirdest one you've had? 
You know, that, I'm tr- I was trying to think of that. I, 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 and I, that jalapeno rings a bell because every time yeah. I've tried a beer with any kind of like pepper or spice or something mm-hmm. like that, it, 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 it does not work for me. I mean, it's not that I don't mind spicy foods, although I'm not a huge fan, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, boy, some of the, some of the ones I've had at the state fair, I think have probably been the most out there ones I've had. And then sure. lately, I don't know. So maybe the dill pickle beer by didn't Liftbridge do that one too? Mm. Not, or I don't remember, but it's that yeah. you can get a Northwoods cabin, I think. Yep. I don't know. That might have to be the weirdest one, although just because it is such a unique flavor, dill pickle and a beer, but I mean, I love pickles and so it kind of really worked for me. So I've, I've gone back for it a couple of times because they put a little cheese cube in there yeah. and pickle itself. And so it does make for an odd looking beer, but it works. But Dave, you woke up the baby. Oh, See, no. the baby got woke up. Uh, so Con- Connor, Connor's trying to soothe the baby right now. So we won't be too loud. Right, Connor? Yeah, he's he's good to go. Yeah, he's um, so we're, he's like waving his hands right now. I love it. It's, it's I think he's baby, saying it's silent the, for the baby, baby because he's got headphones on. Baby, so. baby, baby, baby's getting crazy. Only um, the only Connor is hearing me rave about dill pickle beer. So yeah, good, good. I mean, it's funny because we always talk about having dogs barking or babies crying on the podcast, and we have a baby right on the damn podcast on the Zoom cast. He's yeah, he's crying. completely silent. Can be, but I think he muted himself though. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's muted. See, you can't, so you can't hear him. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's uh jump in, guys, to off season stuff because Connor's gonna leave and he'll be back soon. That's it's he's a new parent, it happens. Yeah, you know, it happens, guys. I mean, I dealt with remember with Draco's being a freaking asshole, you know, numerous times with me. I mean, come on, uh, but uh. Let's talk about well, the offseason, guys. Because well, we should clarify for anyone that just now listened to this podcast for the first time. Draco is your dog, not your kid. Yeah, not my kid. It's a dog. It's a dog. <laughs> I, I wasn't talking about my kids being assholes because they're not assholes. But Draco is my dog, and he's an asshole. Um, let's talk about the offseason, guys. And, and we should say, I mean, maybe I think it would be just since it's been, what, almost a month uh, yeah. since we last recorded, we should give a shout out to the NY we don't have CFC to. football club. New York we don't have to. Football club we don't for, have to. Uh, for winning no. the MLS Cup. We don't know, give a shit. Lead. No, we don't care. Okay. Well, we just have to at least no. wrap it up. If we're going to acknowledge it, I suppose. Yeah. No, no. We're not acknowledging Portland, <clears throat> Portland, who, who, delivered the blow to Minnesota United hey. in the first round of the playoffs. They went on to make the final only to lose uh, to NYCFC hey. in the final. Guess what? If we had been there, we would have beaten N- NYFC. I mean, CFC. CFC, whatever. Actually, that would have been in Minnesota, wouldn't it? What, yeah. No, no, it wouldn't no, have. It would have been. Would have been. Oh, it would have been. Remember, yeah. That was my, my prediction uh, before the playoffs started was Minnesota was going to face NYCFC in the final. That's but because right. they yeah, were a four right. seed, yeah. it actually would have right, been right. in New York. So, yep. and where Portland was, wait, no, maybe that's what I was thinking about was Portland also. Portland was the fourth seed, of course, because Minnesota is a fifth seed, played yeah. the fourth so, seed. Portland. So, so I don't but, know how the tiebreaker well, worked there. That was uh, based on them point total, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I think it was point totals because if you had a, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, congrats to them for winning it. Um, good luck next year. Uh, um, we uh, better chance than we do. 
that it was an it was an odd it was an odd um postseason playoffs uh for mls oh, fact, yeah, you know just just meaning that um never mind the the some of the covid related issues that i guess well, you know some some of the teams had but uh it was just odd if you'd sum it up in the sentences be the the higher seeds in general did not fare well mm-hmm. at all i mean i know a couple of them made it out of the first round yeah um, but was, yeah you had two four seeds playing in the final that's unusual there was a lot um, of a lot of top seeds getting knocked out, which is, you know, if you want every league in the United States wants parity, right? I mean, guys, right? Every league right. wants parity. They want the guy who the guys who finish in seventh place or sixth place to make it to the finals. They love that shit. And MLS just proved again that oh. even though it's soccer and uh in other countries they do the whole whatever. We want parity here. We want lower seeded teams winning a championship. Well, you know, and that that parity is getting more and more popular because there was an article just last week. I can't, God, I almost think it was like NPR that was talking about how European soccer is becoming so predictable. Yeah. Because they don't have those sour caps, they don't have all that shit to create parity that it's, everyone knows what's going to happen in the outcome of a match. Um, And the article was discussing about how salary caps, how the U S does sports in general would help minus baseball would help, um, you know, Europe get back to a situation where games would be exciting, where they, you know, no one would understand what happens going into a match, you know, and then, I mean, that's the kind of the cool thing about MLS. I, I hate it at the same time. I like it because mm-hmm. you really, you know, people quote unquote pundits like us. Um, I use that term very loosely, you, um, you know, can't predict what's going to happen. I mean, no. we, we sit here and we make a, some, you know, guesses at the beginning of the season and whatever, and it, you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. No. I mean, you could be I, playing I, the worst team in the world and they end up winning. That's why I've said it over and over, especially this year. And since like MLS is like, I mean, as far as a betting league, it's not a good league to bet on because it's just right. so hard to predict match by match, week by week, you know, even preseason, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how often you see some of those, you know, the top teams. Now you have your main, you still have your kind of mainstays like your Seattle's and Kansas city who've had, you know, long success, but it does make for a good league and MLS is, it's part of their growth. I definitely feel that it oh. is because it's, it's just, it's not top heavy, you know, like David, David, you mentioned the European soccer leagues are just so top heavy. Yes. They've got some of the, they've got the best teams in the world, but then you just go down the table, you get past about midway and you know, you're still good teams, but you have teams that you never, if not rarely see, you know, in that top flight of, yeah. you know, but that's about, that's European about championships. It's about spending money too, guys. I mean, it, that's about ownership, right? In European right. soccer, you get a good ownership group in there who wants to spend money to win a championship. They can do that. You can yeah. have other teams who don't give a shit. I mean, they and just, right. you know. Well, and, and you know, I, I think the the crazy thing about U.S. sports is, again, minus baseball, is that you you learn you have ownership groups that need to learn how to smartly spend, mm-hmm. like. All of a sudden, everybody's got the same amount of money. So now you have to figure out there's like 
strategy in how you want to spend and where you're going to spend that money and money and, ball. you know yeah money i mean ball. Yeah, money it's, ball. And it's, it's just money, crazy you know money I mean, are you going to spend all your money on your quarterback yeah it, uh, and then sacrifice everything else mm-hmm. or yeah. are you going to put together a really strong back line mm-hmm. and you know do okay up front you know mm-hmm. i mean that's it's really incredible the the positivities that come out of out of american sports because the the ownership has to know well or at least employ people that know what they're doing which is foreshadowing probably discussion that you're going to hear us talk about with our team um in the fact that they don't um well, know what they're the, doing um the, you know i mean it's just like that's kind of the that's kind of the cool thing about american sports i think yeah I could, and you could go so like if we're gonna you know we could talk about other sports all night long but yeah if we're talking about you know the mls and i think you actually have a blueprint you know of success here in minnesota united now i mean don't laugh but hey you know, with that three-year plan, they had a couple rough years coming into MLS, like most expansion clubs at least recently have, other than say your Atlanta and maybe a couple others, but like LAFC, of course. But for the most part, expansion is a rough process. But look at Minnesota United; they had a couple rough years, but then now here, look in you know 2019, 2020, 2021, they've made the playoffs three years in a row. And how did they do that for the most part? Not from scoring a bunch of goals, but building up your back line. And, you know, goalkeeping, I mean, making that a priority, just assuring that you can be competitive in almost any match you play in MLS. I mean, I think that's, that's the way to start. And you hope you get lucky with your midfield and your attacking players. Uh, Minnesota has some success with that. Um, But uh, I I think, yeah, sorry. Um, I I think the big thing about that is though, that this comes into separating the good groups and the elite groups yeah. like, sure. We figured out how to do the defense, which quite honestly is probably done now. I, I honestly don't think we're going to compete defensively anymore after this past season, just because of the age of our defense, but we have to figure out how to do keep that defense, but boost the attack to do something. Cause right. The, the whole reason why we didn't finish better this year was because we did well in defense, but we were shit in offense. Sure. So how do you get that out? Like, how do you put pieces around Ray that are going to contribute appropriately and not be all about me, 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 me? Mm-hmm. Like a couple of our players in the attack are. And figure out how to get that balance. I think... You have to spend your money wisely, which I don't think we have. I think we've wasted well, our money a little bit. But we're going to talk about Ray after we talk about what's going on in the offseason here, guys. Because really, what we got, and by the way, Connor's back from putting the baby somewhere else. Um, so here's what happened at the end of the year, guys, December 1st. Uh, these are the, our declined players, free agencies. Uh, Adi. Agudela, Billingsley, Jan Grigus. Well, and Billingsley and Grigus were not technically free agents. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Kalman, Natalia, Zendejas, free agents, uh, Alonzo and Finley. 
all these guys are free agents. Okay. So we're, we're, we're holy shit. Look at all the guys we were losing here. I mean, let's, let's start in the middle. Jan and Alonzo, the guys who are midfield, what, two years ago? I mean, they were they were our midfield. They were the yep. guys. They were the guys. Yep. Were the engine for our offense that year. I mean, they were fantastic. They're potentially gone. Uh, you look at uh, Adi, great player. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Agadello, uh, younger. I think he's what mid twenties. He's uh, late twenties. I think late twenties. Okay, twenty nice. Okay, uh, forward Billingsley. Who we did we draft Billingsley? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so he hasn't panned out. Uh, Kelman, uh, center back, has been good for us when we've been missing guys in the center. I mean, he's a very good backup player. Uh, Retalia didn't really get anything going. He started a couple games. That's that. Zendejas, goalkeeper, we don't need him. Uh, Ozzy, well, we know what Ozzy did last year. Um and uh, we know that he came on strong um, using those drugs that Frank Thomas promotes. And uh, Ethan Finley. Uh, Ethan Finley is a guy who spot starter, comes off the bench, energy, that type of thing. So, guys, that's, a, that's just a shitload of guys that we're missing here. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that same thing, too. <clears throat> Um, I mean, of course, once you look at who we've protected, it made sense. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the the pieces that we were leaving up for grabs, um, whether it was re-entry or it was the expansion draft, which we lost uh, nobody. We lost nobody in the expansion draft. Correct. Yep. Um, I, I think yeah, it was it was eye opening at first. I mean, it was um, and interesting. Just a quick note, guys. We did leave. Roman Metinier available through the expansion draft exposed. Yeah. And people on Twitter were freaking out about it. it and was logical. 100% logical. Why we left him. Exposed. Yeah, exactly. And oh. David, David, you and I talked, I mean, we all talked, I think, and said, there's no reason for Charlotte to pick up Roman Metinier. Yeah. After the season he had a and B his injury. And yeah. let's say C, his contract. There is no way. I mean, look and, and at, D, his age, I guess. Or did you say? Yeah. Well, not his age, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but look, look at all, look at expansion drafts, not just in MLS, in every major league sport. You don't pick up old dudes who are making a lot of money who are injury prone. Right. You just don't yeah. do it. You, you pick up guys that you think might potentially pan out. Young yeah. guys. Young guys who can buy them out. Yeah, young guys or guys who are tradable, which Charlotte did with two of those guys. So and and it's interesting, like Charlotte, where they select five, but they really only—I mean—they traded a couple players and only ended up with two two. or three. Yeah, Yeah. so they ended up with three players and then a lot more Gam slash Tam to use Garber Bucks elsewhere. So, which I kind, which I like, and it it does make sense. They can, they can now Mm -hmm. they have a ton more flexibility 
you know, as far as maybe signing foreign players or international players, DP, DPs, you know, they can use that gam for those uh, things. So I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, yeah. to do that. That's an so interesting. One. Let's go through this list, guys, because uh, Adi is out, although we've seen rumors he might be back, David. Right? We no, some... I was talking about AHA. You're talking about from AHA two, from two years ago. Really? Yeah, I was a fan of AHA. I really oh, was back. I mean, yeah, he, I, I liked AHA. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. A, he was the guy who came in when uh, when Ike first went out, and he yeah. he played really Shit. well. Oh yeah, AHA. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Adi. My, my bad. No, but that I think that they both should yeah. get the yeah. same response. All right. Yeah. Okay, so Adi's out. Uh, Agudelo. I mean, I mean, it's possible we could bring him back. Bring him back. I, I think he, I think he didn't get enough opportunity with us. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I think. Yeah, he's, I agree. He's mm-hmm. worth having if you can get a decent salary. If, if we're gonna go with A's real quick, you know, for last name start with A's. I mean, I noticed, you know, I noticed that you know uh, Ramon Abila had an option which was declined by DC United, so he yeah. he was available Dave, in the re-entry Dave, draft and by Dave, default. But Minnesota stop. apparently stop. You know, Stop. We, oh, I should say we are recording this on Tuesday. The, or, no, what day is it? Thir- Thursday, Thursday the 23rd. And it was the, the round two Tuesday. of the uh, re-entry draft. And so Minnesota did pass. We can say Stop. that they did Stop. not select Ramon Abila. Don't bring up his name ever again. It was just an A. You said Ahan yeah. and Adi right. and another. another Move one. on. We're moving on. Oh, God. The next the next A you're going to bring up is Alexi Gomez. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I'd uh, take him over Abila. <laughs> Billingsley let's guys. Move on to, let's move on to the B's. Yes. Billingsley is a young guy who I don't really know what they're doing with him. Tell you well, the truth. I mean, we we loaned him out, and I think yeah. it was one of those situations where he wasn't ready for MLS. And yeah. I mean, maybe he's still not, maybe he never will be. Yeah. Um, but I it, think you get stuck with a situation where his loan was up, so he was going to be on our roster, and we had to do some do something with him. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, because he is, you know, he's not that young. He's twenty four. He played college. Mm-hmm. Uh, was UC Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. He was a first round draft pick just last year mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, and had he did have professional experience in his younger days, pre college days, uh, with in New Zealand. Um, yep. So yeah, I don't know. He's not that young, and he has experience in in you know new zealand lower level kind of is he lower level but it's it's professional soccer he played college soccer in this country and he played you know and then he played in the usl so i mean he does have some experience but has he been selected for the uh new zealand uh team for world cup or not he, i don't he, think that's, he has he he's made um, has he been he's like made, unders i think i'm looking unders? at okay he played he has played actually for He's played for the U20 11 times. He has 11 okay. appearances. And he actually, according to Wikipedia, now I know it's not fact. Well, it should be. But it's according to Wikipedia, just to make that clear, um, from 2018 on, he has three appearances with New Zealand. Okay. Oh, with the senior team. Okay. Friendly yep. is probably. Okay. Cool. Um, we get next, guys. It's our, the sniper, Jan Grigas, who – Good writ. Um, good writ. Well, and what happened, what happened today – he gets selected in the re-entry draft right. by San Jose, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to pan out. I honestly don't think it will. It may not. And I I just, my first reaction when I saw that was just genuine surprise because I, I don't know. And maybe, I don't know why I assume this. I just assumed he would, he would head back, you know, to Slovakia or maybe Mm -hmm. elsewhere in, in somewhere in Europe in general play you know and play european soccer i don't know why i had that in my mind but so when i saw him selected in the re-entry draft by san jose it just kind of blew me away i was like wow yeah Um, i mean i i think you know they've got seven days to do their contract mm -hmm. we're talking about a dp level contract with minnesota he's gonna have to take a pay cut a lot or a lot san jose is gonna be have to be willing to fork out tam well, and it, he's not going to sit on the bench. I mean, they're going to have to start him if they're going to fork well, that money out. Let's talk about that for a second. Do we, we even know in San Jose, do they have good midfielders or not? I mean, looking for somebody to come in and kind of. I don't know enough about San Jose. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Statement. I think the, the one thing that I would say about that is if they continue the, the kind of strategy that that they've used in the past, mm-hmm. he's just not going to work. I mean, no. he's going to be dependent on to be more defensive because everybody's dependent on doing their role. He's not. And he's not defensive. He's slow. He's not a guy that's going to – in fact, I think it was Matt Doyle said he's not a bruiser. I think that's no. what he said. No. Um, a couple of – uh... sorry, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, and that's exactly it. I mean, he's not a defensive guy. On the attacking side, he might give some benefit, but if they're going to continue that that play where they're expecting every single man to do their their individual thing and not really, you know, I don't know if they kept up that yeah. man marking too much, but if they continue that, there's he's screwed. I mean, they're toast Can't every time he starts. Can't do it. Uh, and uh, a couple of uh, notable midfielder players that uh, that San Jose has, they do have Jackson Ewell uh-huh. in, the, in the midfield. Yeah. They also have Shea Salinas and mm-hmm. uh, Eric Remedy. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be able to use him as like a 60-minute sub, I guess, but, but that's, I think, the best, best case scenario. What do you accept the uh, the payment they're going to make to him? Will they accept a contract? Because, frankly, he's been getting paid DP money for the past yeah. two years. So, And, and I well, totally agree. I totally agree with you guys um, that – he's going to have to take a pay cut. I don't think that there's any doubt in that. However, it, I will, it'll be fascinating if he is able to come to terms with San Jose and he stays in MLS. I mean, at least Shane to see him return, you know, like Connor, you mentioned in a, in a, you know, in be bad as part of the enemy, so to speak, but uh, um, in in the opposite Jersey, but I mean, it, listen, it, 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 he's had success here in the MLS. It hasn't been that long since he had that success. You know, go back. He played last year, 2020, in that shortened season. Pretty much throughout that season, you know, with the success that Minnesota had, and uh, yeah, 2019, he was a big reason, you know, for the success that this team had. He took most of the free kicks and corner kicks, and for the club. And you know, he is a pretty serviceable player. He he's had some success, and it wasn't that long ago. And I just wonder, you know, this is one of those things that our fans going to get. I don't know. They kind of, he's not homegrown. He's, you know, but no. I wonder if it's going to be one of those things. If he does stay on MLS and has some success, are people going to get angry that somehow he found his way? Of course into they are. That's how our fans he, are. Yeah. It, it felt well, like, 
<laughs> he did. Now, granted, we, we've discussed it. He did not have a good start to this season. There's no doubt about it. You can hardly even argue that he had a rough start. But, I mean, he quickly found his way into the doghouse and did not come out, basically. Well, you know, and that's so, the thing. Like, I, I think a lot of a lot of the angst that's going to come out of this if he does go to San Jose and succeeds is really just rooted in the fact that they hate Adrian Heath. Yeah. I mean, you can make tons of arguments that he didn't belong on the squad coming into 2022. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, I think when you consider the players that we had to choose from, I mean, Will Trapp and Asai Dotson, I'd take both of mm-hmm. them over Jan Gregus every day. Yeah. But you're not going to pay Jan that money to sit on the bench. No. So right. you have to cut him loose. And if, if, he, if he signs with San Jose and succeeds, fantastic. I mean, that's the way it goes. But if people are upset about it, it's going to go back to the fact that they're upset with Adrian Heath. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be – it's not going to have anything to do with the fact that they actually yeah. like Jan. It's going to well, be – I'm glad you brought up those names. I mean, because there's a lot of Hassani Dotson fans behind, you know, in, in, in the supporters and obviously Will Trapp, you know, coming in. It was, uh, you know, those names are, yeah, th- those are good players for that Minnesota has. And it's a good oh, problem to have, Tony. No, I mean, seriously, the only people are going to be pissed off about uh, Jan Gregor's going to San Jose are going to be me and you, Dave, because yeah. me, because I call him a sniper. I love them. I love the sniper. My haircut is kind of like his now. And uh, Dave, because you saw him at the State Fair. I saw him at the State Fair. I got his autograph. I met him. Yes, yeah. he seemed pretty cool. Yeah, um, see? And, and you know, I did name him as my 2019 MVP of this mm-hmm. club. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was deserving back then, too. He was. He was. Sniper Will, was deserving. Do you, do you think he'll get offers from from across the pond in Europe? Yeah. If he doesn't sign with San Jose? I got a feeling he's going to get some offers from some European clubs, not it, the big ones, but it, if he feels yeah. like uh, you could retaliate to me where he could go back to his home country and play in their right. division, you know, we're not, we're yeah. not there yet. Dave, I'm j- just a little foreshadowing. Dave, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know. I, you know foreshadowing. I, That's very direct, but I think it could, it could depend highly on what he thinks his future with his national team is. Yeah. Um, if, if he thinks he's still got a chance to play with his national team, then I think he's going to go somewhere that he knows he can start. Which I think he, David, I think he does. I mean, I think Slovakia still thinks of him as a. I, I mean, player. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think if he thinks his time is sunsetting, then maybe he might stay in MLS, take a pay cut. Mm potentially sit on the bench we'll see what happens um let's go on to uh brent coleman guys because this whole list i'm looking at uh he's one of the main guys i'd love to see back with this team i 100 agree and i was actually thinking if anyone would be picked on our list Mm -hmm. other than ethan finley it would have been him Mm -hmm. because he's still Decent age. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Mark Frangmeyer for pointing out that he was our best points per game CB pairing, part of the best, yeah. um, which is, I mean, I don't know that I've ever said a bad thing about him, which maybe he has some faults, but I've always liked him. I've always thought that, um, that uh, you know, it would be a situation where, you know, he wasn't a starter, but 
he was he was good enough to step in when we needed him and he did he he stepped up every single time we needed him i mean he had a rough what match was that um the second match is early in the yeah very early in the season i remember that he had he had that really rough spell two matches one where he stepped up and he completely blew his man and the goal scored and it floodgates open that was against seattle yep seattle um and everybody went on his case, but he settled down and he got back into it as a, as a sub. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really concerned that he would be one of those picks. And I think, I think he will come back. Well, and not even, I hope he does. Yeah. I mean, he's been with the club now, what, eight years. Um, yeah. Well, well prior to their MLS days yeah. Um, yeah. since 2013, something like that. So it's, I and mean, by, sorry to cut you off. There are rumors that he is coming back. Yeah, and I hope he does because he, yeah, like David, you nailed it. And I don't need to expand on what you said other than to just emphasize what you said. And the fact is he's a good depth piece and he he played a crucial role when he was needed, stepping up for injuries or mainly injuries or international duty. He stepped right in and he he took it like a total MLS pro. I mean, that's what he is. He has that experience now. And you need those players, especially on your back line. So I, th- I think he is would be a great key piece if they could get him back. You know, assuming at a reasonable rate, you're not you're not breaking the bank. I don't think no. to sign Brent Coleman. Right. Good, good sub, good spot starter. I like him come back. I hope he comes back. Uh, Connor had to leave because his kid was being crazy today, and uh, that happens. You know, it's a podcast day, so. Is what it is. So uh, let's move on, guys, to uh, Yuka Retalia, who we found out signed with a team in his home country of Finland. So he's gone to Europe. He's out, which do we give a shit? Not really. Um, Not Tony, not really, only because, you know, he didn't. Again, he's early on in the season due to mainly injuries Mm -hmm. uh, for the start of this season. He was he played and was needed, but I mean, after those first four or five games, we just didn't see enough of him. He didn't really have an impact on the roster, on the team at all. He didn't you didn't hardly see him come in even as a late sub. Um, just didn't really make an impact. So yeah, I mean, Tony, to answer your question, yep. I guess I don't really I don't have strong opinions one way or the other. Um, yep. To be honest with you, so, yeah, you know, I think I felt bad. You know, he's brought in and he didn't really get no fair shake but and it is what it is ended up not needing him yeah yeah he was one Uh, of those players where did he come from montreal i think it was yes i'm wrong but hopefully i'm not but yeah yeah, it just it was one of those when he came into the club i said okay this is this is this could be a key depth signing and it kind of turned out not to be the case um Mm -hmm. and even when you know even when you were we were missing players due to injury or international duty his name was being thrown around as, oh, are we going to see him? We're going to see him. Yeah, we should see Rutalia. But no, he never, he just, nope. especially late in the season, he just did not, he just couldn't break into the, into the fold. I mean, so. I, I think if we still had Rasmus Schuler, he would have played all the time. Mm-hmm. We would have had the formidable finish team yeah. where you would have had Ludd and Schuler on opposite sides and Rutalia right behind Schuler. Mm-hmm. Would have worked. Yeah, could have worked. Or it may not have. Yeah, well. Probably not. Have, but it's Finland, dude. They're not known for soccer. 
Hmm. Well, like Minnesota. Here's a fun fact. I got a couple of fun facts. I don't say that word too, but fun fact, Coleman is an accomplished poker player. Sorry, I'm still in Coleman, but I didn't realize this about him. Maybe you guys did. Coleman is an accomplished poker player, having earned $193,000 in tournament poker. His oh, best wow. live cash is 62000 in 2018 at the $3,500 World Poker Tour Seminole Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Open Main Event. Look at that. Oh. Damn. Wow. He's, made, he's almost made more money uh, playing in, in 2018, that is, playing poker than he did in the MLS. That's, must be down at Canterbury a lot. Must be. Yeah, must be. Um, so, uh, Adrian Zendejas, goalkeeper fodder. Let's not give a shit about that. Let's move on. Uh, the two guys we're going to talk about next have, well, one's been signed already. One potentially is going to be signed. Let's talk about the guy who has signed already. Let's talk about Ethan Finley, guys. Um, signed with uh, Austin, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Which, God, I'm I'm pissed off about this because I want Ethan Finley to come back. I like what he does off the bench. I like him as a spot starter. Um, but at the same time, can we get somebody better? You know, yeah, you know, I've I've given him a hard time at occasionally yeah. throughout yeah. the podcast. Um, yeah. but you know, uh, as a fellow Wisconsinite, I really, really enjoyed Whoa. what he brought to the brought to the squad. Um, I also agree with you. You know, uh, he was first like the utmost professional. He was just like Kelman. He knew what his role was going to be, and he he fulfilled whatever you asked him. I mean, he came on as a spot starter. Um, he he'd come on and you know whatever minute you needed him as a sub and put some spark into the team. Definitely contributed goals, um, assists. You know he he was that guy that could stretch the field because um, he had a he had a good amount of speed. I yeah I you know I felt bad that he that he left. Um, I, I I sent out a tweet saying that he went to greener pastures and no one got that green green come on yeah, green I would have got that I miss um, a lot but I would have got that one yeah. you know I I yeah I liked him I I really would have appreciated him coming back um, you know Austin needs a lot of help um, so I understand why he decided to take his chances with him he's gonna start next year I'm sure I mean yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to start and good for him. Uh, He's on the last legs of his career. I think Um, his speed has not slowed down uh, since we got him. How many years ago to get him? I mean, Uh, we, we got him in the uh, 2017 halfway through. Yeah. I mean, his speed is, his speed is always there. So Um, it was, it was nice to see him, you know, come off, you know, he had a pretty significant injury, right? Was it ACL or knee injury? ACL, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it was nice to see him make, I mean, I guess you'd have to call it a full recovery coming Mm -hmm. off that serious injury, having success here, his speed, Tony, like you guys mentioned, was just, I love seeing that, especially late in games Mm -hmm. when he'd come off, if he wasn't starting coming off. I just, I think what this might do is kind of, I'm a little, the only thing I would say is I think this kind of cements, at least as of right now, as we're talking, I think, and I'll just pause. Are we looking at, uh, so 
Yeah, sorry. So this is my my signed ball from 2017, and I've got Ethan sticking out right now because to commemorate his time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry, Dave, to cut you off. I mean, oh. I agreed with everything you were saying. No, and sure. I guess the only thing I might say is I, I do like seeing him on the right side with his speed, and I think maybe at least, and that's what I was saying, as of right now, as we're recording who knows if we're going to make other moves like Tony, maybe you hinted at, but uh, as of right now, I think this kind of seals Robin Lude on the right wing, at least for mm-hmm. now, what for better or worse. Um, well, and they say for better or worse is, is only because, well, we we've seen what happens and what can happen when he's playing on the right wing compared to say in the nine. Let's but, before we get rid of don't need to get in too sorry. many details before we get, before we get rid of Ethan Finley here, guys, um, he was a great player, also a great uh, team guy in terms of interviewing. Uh, reporters have nothing, not anything but I mean, nice things to say about the guy, right? And also a very big community guy, too. I mean, he put a lot back in the community. Um, and uh, so he'll be missed around here. I, it, you look at Twitter and everybody is like, holy shit, he's leaving. It's uh, not only a soccer player, but a great guy all around so uh he'll be sadly missed um the next guy guys rumors are ozzy alonzo is signing with the enemy atlanta i don't don't understand this at all can you who would have predicted that zero sense wow you're right it does make zero sense david and the reason why is because what you said on texting today was uh they play indoors on astroturf pretty much yeah. Um, oh, and he's an older guy. He has, you know, older limbs and ligaments and things like that. I, I don't understand why he'd well, want to sign there. Tony, he didn't. He didn't want to play in Minnesota on March third or whenever. He, <laughs> well, season he's probably opener. right. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. No, mm-hmm. I, I really think that. We went into 2021 with with an understanding with him that this was the last season. I, yeah. I really think that's what was going going on. Yeah. Um, and we, I think but, we talked, or we talked about this on the podcast. I think the deal was he played one more year and then moved to the kind of the front office slash coaching. Yeah, they, they had that talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I just think the the Atlanta move is just. Weird. In fact, really moving to any team is weird to me. I think. I think yeah. at this point in his career, he's he's done everything. I mean, he's definitely not going to a team that's going anywhere. I mean, well, you I know, mean, or at least not probably. Um, but I mean, it's just. I mean, that's probably a good thing, I guess. You know, it's not like a Kevin Molino move that he went to Columbus thinking he was going to get an easy ride to a. Hey. to a cop and it didn't work but i i think you know he's probably if he's going to atlanta which that's what the rumors are um you know it's probably sincere that he wants to just go to he found a team that um is going to give him shot at another season but and doing what just, though doing right what? I, I he's not gonna, he's not gonna start maybe there's no way they start him well, there's probably no way. not, but just let's remember he really made an impact on this 2021 club. I mean, for he did. Minnesota well, United, and he did start and he did play 90 quite a few times. But you know, you have to think that, that eventually that's going to run out. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, you can only there, – there's only one person that can play that long, and he's not even an outfield player. Uh, you know, that's Buffon. I mean, you know, it's like nobody plays into their late 30s and contributes much. I mean, I just think it's weird. I, I, I find it weird that he went to some place that plays on fake surface – considering his body is aging and we all know that that is bad for it, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's a little bit sour because it's Atlanta and we all hate Atlanta, but. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, they're not our rival. You know, so. we all know that you have Atlanta shirts in your closet. I don't know. I think it goes back my hatred for Atlanta. I mean, I, I jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, we got to hate Atlanta because, you know, St. You know, MLS. I, I mean, and I should be clear. I'm using this in jest. I'm not actually yeah. saying we hate yeah. Atlanta. No, I, I mean, we hate Atlanta. The only reason people hate Atlanta, of course, is because we came out in 2017, same year yeah. in the expansion draft, split picks in that. And then, uh, of course, Atlanta with money bags, you know, had a very right. successful start to their MLS campaign as unlike the minnesota united did but uh but you know i I mean you know going on to that though the fact that they've fallen apart and we've progressively gotten that's true better what happens this is what happens you know with that should be our that should be our Mm -hmm. uh retribution is that the right word um for for you know we shouldn't need to hate them because we were better than them but we'll still hate them dave i mean we'll still hate i mean even if Ozzy goes there, just as the whole fucking fuel of the fire. Right. That's what it does. I mean, you know, I mean, if he wants to play in a stadium that looks like Magnus, uh, you know, looks like a, what's his name for Transformers? Oh, my well, God. The bad guy. Megatron? Megatron. Optimus Prime. Anus, uh, no, Megatron Optimus Anus, Prime. You know. That's not, Optimus no. Prime is not a bad guy. He was a good guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nice. So if he that's wants nice. to play in a stadium that looks like Megatron's asshole, Fantastic. Ooh. Oh, it does. Megatron. Look, Megatron's an asshole. It really? does. Look at it. Look at it when it opens up. Looks like a transformer. It does open and close. Oh, that is that. Mm. I, I'll give you that. Mm. And, uh, of, of course, and I'm pretty sure everybody that is listening, I mean, would uh, Ozzy's a tough guy to hate. Yeah. So even though he's exactly. going to his vocal yeah. enemy. I mean, if anything, it's going to piss me off because I'm going to want to like him. We don't play yeah. in this. We don't play those guys this year anyway. So. That's true. Mm, wasn't matter. And it, you know, he probably will retire after this year and it won't matter. And he should. And maybe that's why he did it. Maybe mm-hmm. he knew we disliked Atlanta so much, but he's like, hey, Minnesota United's not playing Atlanta. So numerous, numerous guys in every league have gone out, gone to another team to have their swan song of whatever. Yeah. And it is what it is. I mean, it's um, no different than Fargo and the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, so actually yeah. it's really different because that's at least meaning of it. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of guys we need to replace this year, guys. And and I mean, we're not gonna get into it right now, but free agency is open. Uh, we haven't made any moves yet, really. I mean, except for getting uh what's his the goalkeeper potentially, Dick, Dick uh Eric Dick. Eric Dick in the uh, secondary draft, which do we need a goaltender? I don't know. I mean Really? It depends on what our plans are for DC. Yeah. 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 So um interesting though. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. not that he has a, he he does not have a lot of um experience in MLS no. one start, but so well, it still is interesting. We'll interesting. see what 
We'll see what happens. It's very weird. I agree yeah. with you, David. It's, yeah, it's interesting not, is a good word for it. Yeah. So let's move on, guys, to a player who's actually on the roster who's having some issues. His name is Emmanuel Reynoso. Mm. And um, so let's talk about what's going on here because everybody pro- everybody who's listening to the podcast probably knows what's happening is yeah, right. it's for the he, was a, he was accused of uh, hitting a kid outside That's of a party with his gun, with the butt of his gun, causing the kid injuries. He was then... I don't want to call it arrested. Was he arrested? Or detained? We'll call it detained. Because yeah. uh, this is in uh, uh, Argentina, right? Yeah. Cordoba, yeah, Argentina. Yeah. Uh, so he's detained for like a week. He got out on bail, like ten thousand dollars, fifteen thousand yeah, dollars, peso, ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but they're still looking into it. He is allowed to travel. Which yeah. means they don't. I, I I think to me it means they don't really give a shit. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think what I think what they are just doing. If it's any, it's hard to you know. We don't know the legal ins and outs of, of mm-hmm. Argentina, let alone the United States. At least for myself. But I mean, I think they realize that due to his profession, he's not a flight risk. Yeah. You know, he's not a guy. Even though they're let, <laughs> allowing him to leave the country, he's not one of those guys that are going to go on the run. He, he could be. He could be. I mean, just because of his his profession, basically, he's a prof- yeah. professional soccer player, potentially making, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, playing yeah. soccer. You know, it's unlikely that he's going to disappear off the and field. It, he, uh, most likely, right. he's going to be in in Minnesota's, you know, training camp next month. Okay. You know, it's, it's and not... as and as we discussed on uh, by text a couple weeks ago, uh, we do have an extradition agreement with Argentina, so. I mean, it's not like they have a whole lot of concern here. Well, and I'm sure that uh, we know the team is concerned because they put out a press release, right? Right. Um, so, but the fact is, we don't know what actually transpired. It stinks. We. I, I'm just going to say it smells a little bit. Like, yeah. not stinks as in it sucks. I mean, it does suck, but um, I mean, it, it smells a little bit of... Well, something's up it's obviously um from what's come out after that about the previous things with ray he hangs out with a kind of a bad crowd but you know i think that's argentina yeah and again not to make any assumptions about argentina but yeah. i mean i think i think you know i i've had numerous people on social media tell me that this is how argentina does things mm, <laughs> so i mean I don't, I, don't, I don't know I don't know how to well, take Dave, it. It sounds Dave, like people just go around pistol whipping yeah. people. Dave's been, Dave, you've been to Argentina, haven't you? I, I have, and, and I haven't been. I would have gone actually earlier this year, but I ended up going to Mexico for work instead. I couldn't be in two places at once. But I was actually where I was in, in Argentina is Rafaela, which is only it's only but a it's not very far from Cordoba. In fact, I might go to Argentina later this year, but bottom line is the one thing I don't know, again, I don't know Next how the legal ins and out of Argentina is. So I'm not going to pretend that I do, but I will say this is, is a lot of people in Argentina are struggling and not just, not just the poor people, not everybody is due to inf- hyperinflation, I guess you'd call it the, the peso, the Argentino 
Argentine pesos value has plummeted. I mean, when I was in there in 2018, it was hard. You couldn't even, it was hard for you literally to spend 20, $25 at dinner, ordering a huge steak, appetizers, bottle of wine, dessert. You couldn't spend $25 American. You just couldn't. It was impossible for an and, individual. And that was three years ago. Two, and they almost. have really good steak and really good wine. They do. So they the fact do. that you can buy all that under 25 bucks fantastic. is fantastic. So, I mean, as I was there for work, but I mean, I, going out every night, it was fantastic. But unfortunately, it's not fantastic for the people of Argentina. Right. And they are in a hard place. And so, like, even if you're a hardworking person, you know, working a job, all of a sudden the value of your money is just worthless and it's hard to your, your quality of life has just plummeted in the last five years, even more so since I've been there since in 2018, it's gotten only worse. So I'm not, I'm just speculating and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to just go with the whole innocent until proven guilty thing for the most part, yeah. but I'm just saying I see both sides of it because to be fair, let's, you know, Reynoso and his, his defense team are claiming innocence in this. So and claiming gonna, there's evidence. And claiming yeah. there's evidence. So I'm not going, I'm not even, I'm not trying to speculate here. I'm just saying that it's, it's you know, depending on where he was, it's late at night, it's at a nightclub, it, you know, it, he could run into shady characters that doing that, those things. And, you know, I'm a ardent supporter of uh, protecting yourself. So if he was out yeah, and it is the way it is, I, I don't mm-hmm. blame him for caring. If I mean, if it's legal... Well, let's be clear about that. I mean, if he's doing it legally, yeah, um, you know, more power to him. I don't know that you want to. Well, let's people, but again, let's say from your standpoint, David, he was at this party. He left there. This kid kind of got in his face. Something happened. He butted him with his gun. Okay, great. I mean, that's what happens, right? Well, I like to think. I like to think. I have to think potentially, and I don't know this, and, and but it's happened to other famous people it's who have a lot of money. That's what exactly I'm right. That's, that's what I was hinting is at. That, is that his friends were there. Uh, Ray's friends were there. Ray was not. Uh, this kid saw Ray's friends there and said, oh, hey, I can uh, make some money if I get in a little argument with some of his friends and you know get a little roughed up. Oh, look, Ray did this to me, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're a rich, be famous, see in a country like Argentina, right? We're not talking about the United States here where everybody's got a freaking cell phone on them and taking shots of people because obviously that didn't happen here, you know? So yeah, I, I mean, I think you, you look at the situation and I I just think you you have apparently supposedly evidence that exonerates him. Mm-hmm. Zero evidence supporting that he was there. Yep. There's evidence of his friends doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a country that, as Dave, you pointed out, has economic issues. Um, there's high poverty in Argentina. You got an individual who's home from the United States making a ton of money. You've got opportunity there. You know already that there's been a situation that he's been involved in that um, my understanding is he paid out money to settle. Yep. 
So you now know that you could accuse them of something and you could get money out of it. Mm-hmm. So the legal route, you know, um, so you've got just a lot of stuff going. That's why I said, said it smells. Yeah. I just think it's. Yeah. It, and that's why I'm not trying. I'm not trying for the record. I'm not trying to say one way or the other. He, he did it or didn't do it. I'm just saying right. there are you there there are ways that you know you can believe him and his defense and you can believe the accuser i mean just we'll see we'll see how this plays out yeah, i think I mean, certainly don't like you guys pointed out i mean i think certainly it's not a bad it's a good sign that they're letting him leave the country uh right. obviously if 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 i that's all i can take that as is a good sign but you know it will they'll have to it'll have to shake out and you know, yeah dave i think you nail it on the head because if if authorities really, really strongly thought there was a case, mm-hmm. they would not let him leave. Right. Because they'd be like, well, now we're going to have to go through that whole process to right. get him back. So if they actually thought for sure that something was going to happen, they would say, no, you got to stay here. I, I just, yeah. And- and, and he's and let's be clear here. He, it's not like, and the way I understand it, it's not like he's out on bail. Nope. Yeah, I mean, the investigation is on is ongoing, right. so it's not like he was detained. He was deta- he was detained and, and released, so and he released. wasn't charged with a crime. Nope. The way I understand it, now Argentina nope. could work a little differently, but that's what it sounds like to me. And if if like if there was evidence, you know, and if they really thought they had a case, then he probably would have been charged. I'm assuming. I don't know. So. Well, let's talk just briefly, guys, about the other, you know, other thing in the mix here. The earlier thing of the gun being fired out of a car, because that came up and a lot of people on the social media were going, well, why the fuck did we sign this guy if we knew about that? And my whole thing was, I believe, I mean, I hope that. Minnesota looked into that and said, Hey, that's a non-issue because he was never charged with it. So let's sign the guy. And I truly still believe that because it, like you said, David, it, it was, it settled out of court and, you know, whatever. So obviously it wasn't that big of a deal. What happened with that? But there's a lot of people saying, well, look at this. He's got this going on. He had that going on earlier. This is a whole series of things. I mean, you know, and this goes back to something I said to you guys a few days no, today about transparency. Like, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, as a fan, I want to know if my team is signing somebody that's had a history of this. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't care how the outcome came out i want i mean if there was an issue and he potentially did what he did i want to know i mean we knew about the fact that he got shot actually i take that back we didn't know about the fact that he got shot that came out like six months after he joined and all of a sudden everybody's like oh my god you know he got shot Mm -hmm. so i mean it, it goes back to i honestly think if the team did know, they should have said something. I mean, and I get why they don't. There's, yeah. Because it's not relevant. But David. at the same time, in today's hypersensitive world, 
come on, they've got to be use more common sense. But there's a reason they didn't say anything about it, I think, because they did their research. They decided, hey, right, this is nothing. That's what I hope they did. That's probably what happened. And that's what happened. They said it was a non-issue, right? I mean, it happens in major league sports all the time where there's non-issues. They don't say exactly what happened. And then two or three later, it comes two or three years later, it comes out and says, Oh shit, this guy did this three years ago. Why were we told? And the team comes up and said, Well, we looked into it and that was a non-issue. You know? Right. The problem with this circumstance is this happened, and now we're getting the backstory of what's happened previously. So everybody's like freaking out about that shit. And us Let's go into the what happened this year, guys. Where Ray has been more aggressive. You guys, you got you. We've all seen it. Been more aggressive on the pitch with officials, with other players. He's got that kind of chip on the shoulder type of stuff. That just feeds into this whole thing of he's kind of a a, a, a short fuse type of guy. I mean, yeah, you know, I I got called out for saying something like that on Twitter. But he, he is, though. He I is. Mean, he is. All of a sudden, yeah. it was something about this season. It mm-hmm. A light switch hit just clicked. I think it was. All of a sudden, he's he's in the referee's face. He's, you know, he gets fouled and he'll come back around and yep. he'll knock someone because they fouled him. He gets in the other players' faces. I'm telling you, they're, yeah. I, you know I what? get it. There's something there. Do you know what it is, though? And I, I think I've said this. I think it's Fragapani. I it truly be. believe it's Fragapani. I truly believe Fragapani is that guy who lit a fire underneath Ray and said, hey, these guys are treating you like shit. You need to show them they're treating you like shit. You watch, you watch both those guys this year, and they both did the exact same thing. Got in the face of refs, other players. Fragapani, of course, did crazier shit but ray was right there and i'm sorry Heath needs to nip that in the butt right now that can't happen that can't happen this next year it cannot happen yeah i mean that's one of the things that i said was an issue with franco's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. season i I just Mm -hmm. i don't like i mean i get i like seeing players with fire but that's not the fire i want to see there's there's a gray area, David. You know yeah. that. There's a gray area, especially in soccer. You can get in the face of people, but don't overstep it. Don't be a jackass, okay? Right. And Fragapane overstepped it numerous freaking times, and Ray did too. Yep. We saw that. And they started getting in trouble for it at the mm-hmm. end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I guess – now that you mentioned that, it, it does make sense that it could be tied to Franco. Having watched Italian soccer for a long time, Italian soccer players are the same way. They get pissed off about shit, right? Uh, and some of them cross the line, and it's it's tough to watch. You know, he, he, seriously, you just gotta. Mm. Holy crap! But. To close this up, guys, let's opinions here. Do you think this actually affects Ray or not? Dave? 
What I mean, how, how so do I think it affects him? Do you think that this is, is going to affect Ray going into this next year? I, we're not going to have him this year. Um, um, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna assume I'm just generally an optimist. I, I'm just gonna assume that no, this does not affect his you know, status with the club. And yes, we do see him to start the year. Um, that's just my thought as of right now, the, the, the way it was handled, like we talked about it ad nauseum there. So, yeah, I think, and I don't personally, I don't think it's going to affect him without knowing Reno. So I don't, I don't think it's going to affect him. I think he's a, you know, he's a professional footballer from Argentina. He's probably dealt with, and we know he's kind of dealt with, you know, shady issues in the past. So I think he'll be able to move on from this one as well. And he'll be with the club next year. I hope David? I'm right. I certainly could be wrong. But. David. Um, he's a wealthy player. That's, you know, giving Argentina exposure in the United States creating avenues for more Argentinian players. I, I think it all disappears. Right. I, I don't think it'll affect them. Right. I, I think, uh, in, in fact, I'd be willing to place a bet. We never even find out the resolution. Yep. Um, I'm going to say this. I think that uh, this kind of goes away. Somebody gets paid off. We don't hear about it. And that's that. Um, before we go on to some funny stories, guys, we forgot to mention that Tommy Chacon is back. Well, well um, I'm glad you brought that up. So I think the I think the announcement, I think I saw it on, I think I saw it just today that um, he's basically Liverpool FC made the announcement that he's not returning yeah. with the club. Yeah, he's back. So, you know, you can make the leap and say that he's coming back here, back. but that would be a leap. Well, of it's course he is. I mean, he's, he's under contract, so he'll be here. For well, he's under game. contract. Yeah, I'm just saying he could potentially be loaned out again is all I'm getting at. But yeah, I, I, mean, I hope it, he's back. You know, if he's loaned out again, mm. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, Adrian Heath has – what did he do? I mean, Sell seriously, him. if he gets loaned out again – Sell him. Sell what him. What did then. he do? Sell yeah. him then. If you're going to loan him out again, sell him. If, if you're not going to have him on this team, uh, maybe filling in for Ethan Finley. You know, well, it makes sense. Actually, we need him now. Actually, yeah. I mean, he, he's no worse than anybody else we had this year. I need to see more pictures of him driving a car with his girlfriend who's like a foot taller than him, you know, <laughs> hanging out. I need that. I need time to yeah, back I, in my life. I, I just I just think, you know, you, you – You've spent this money on him. Um, he was easily a better player than every other person we put out there this season. Yeah. In the attack. I, I just, I'm sorry he was. I'm, I'm, I mean, better than um, Frank Apane? No, I mean, not starting. No, I mean, like, okay. I mean, if you're talking like Nico, if you're talking. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, don't don't bring up Nico to God's sake. I mean, even Hayes, I mean, not that they were the mm-hmm. same player, but, uh, you know, and any, uh, I guess, who else do we, God, who else do we even use? 
I mean, honestly, I he would have McMaster. been good to have. He would have been good. Yeah, McMaster. He would have been good to have on this squad this season, mm-hmm. and we didn't have him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just honestly don't think it was a big deal to to loan him. I think we should have yeah. had him. And I hope. And I hope after. I mean, it was clear. You know, we signed him very young. Um, right. Was he eighteen when we signed him? I mean, oh, I think he was seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, I, I mean, he, anyways, he was young. But even at that point, when he first came in, it was, and the, he didn't get a whole lot of playing time, but he got a, a little bit, and he played in some of those international friendlies um, as well. And you, he's an exciting player. Like the the talent is obvious. Like the player. raw talent. And I just, yeah, I hope after. Player. After you know, growing up a little bit and getting a little more experience, getting at least more playing time than he certainly would have here, uh, that he that he comes back and can make yeah. an impact. And then just let's remind people, like he's a what they was classified as a young DP, right? Yes. And so yes. That, does that count as one of your three DPs or not? I can't. You know, not. I think he does falls not. under the new one. New also, the new. So he's under the new thing where you get, I think you get three slots, or so you get three DPs, right? No, it's three DPs, but the younger one is weird because if you only use yeah, like one, you get one, it's all crazy. But Tommy is that young one, so he's yeah. good to go. Yeah, and, you know, and I think now that we have, uh, you know, MNUFC 2, yeah. it makes even less sense to not bring him back. I mean, God, even correct. if he put on that, just... Correct. You've um, lost the money, so at this point, just keep him there and play. I just, I just want to see the flair. I just want to see the Instagram pictures of him rolling around Twin Cities and yeah. his convertible with his girlfriend and going to Mall of America, maybe going downtown, having some beer. I just I just want to see that. I'm talking about whipping someone. Won't be going well, he's downtown not gonna, why would he do yet? that? David, he's times. why would he do that, David? Well, well you know, he, if he ends he up can't in even own a, he can't even own a pistol. <laughs> I don't think he can he even drink around here. I don't think he can drink around <laughs> no, here. No, he can't <laughs> drink and he can't buy a handgun. So he shouldn't he's, be able to Yeah, he's, so. he's below the age of owning a handgun and drinking. So, I mean, <laughs> his girlfriend could probably drink, though. Good to go. Probably. Yeah. Why not? Well, she's um, 36, of course. Of course. No, she really? No, oh, I don't have no idea. David, I don't. All right. Let's, let's get off soccer, guys. I have two funny stories for you. One has to do with me, but the first one is crazy because it's just absurd. Uh, headline guys, dog and goat found running loose together in South Carolina. So it's a dog and a goat. Okay. Authorities in South Carolina said they are trying to find the owner of a lost dog and an accompanying goat. So the dog and the goat are together. Uh, they were dispatched when a dog and a goat were spotted running loose in the Martin Creek Road area. The dog and goat, who appeared to be companions from the same home, were rounded up and taken to the shelter. The sheriff's office said it wants to return the animals to their home. And that's the end of the story. But my question is, and look at the picture here, you guys can see the picture, but it's a looks like a puppy and a goat. They're together. So obviously these people have the dog and the goat together. Right. Weirdest combination I've seen I, being loose. I mean, that's just weird, right? I mean, it's South Carolina, so um, mm, yeah. Well, 
Only thing could be weirder is if it was in Florida. Um, well, I mean, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think goats are commonly found to be good companions. Yeah, but it's a dog um, and a goat together. But, you know, dogs are good companions. Maybe they yeah. decided to be good companions together. If I mean, the if the goat's name was Merlin, they would be all over that. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or the dog's name, but yeah. Oh no. I you know, I I I you know, I spent a summer cleaning up after goats in a children's you petting did? zoo. So I know you a lot did? about goats. So I did. Strange. What the fuck? Really? Strange back history. It's just ran, you know, you're talking about goats. I just thought I'd mention that, but wow. You I mean, I had a friend in Minnesota State Zoo. Yeah. Really? I had Minnesota a friend Zoo in high school that had pet goats. Wow. I I just I'm not a big like dogs and cats are pets, right? Goats are not a pet. Mm. Well, really? pygmy goats are. Was this a full I mean, size? No, it's, it looks like a pygmy goat to me. Okay. But but like full size, like at least the goats that I knew when I was fifteen, they seem pretty chill and mellow. I mean, don't they bite though? Eh, some do. So you, mm-hmm. you you would think a goat could be ornery, but I mean, if you raise them right, I mean, I and the think they'd be dogs, pretty calm. Dogs and the, bite. And the kicking, the kicking. I mean, yeah. the kicking. They, I mean, the they goats. got hooves. They got hooves. Yeah. literally. So they're they're you not know, like pawns. I mean, if goats like jump on top of each other and ride their backs like mm-hmm. each other's backs. And don't like they're... goats eat like a bunch of shit though. Don't they like chew on stuff? Yeah, yes, probably they probably would. Yeah. 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 They'll they'll cut your grass for you. Well, I know that. Yeah. But impressive. Seriously. Another random story. But I, I saw the last time I saw goats was not too long ago. Would have been earlier this September, late September. I was out in Zion National Park in Utah. And I saw some mountain goats oh, from yeah. a distance. Oh. And boy, those things are impressive. They yeah, literally yeah. like just jump up. Well, they have to be. look like impossible climbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they could be like sheer face. Oh, yeah. Find yeah. a way to. Go on. Unbelievable. I I mean, I watched them climb up. It yeah. was just unbelievable. Impressive. Yeah, my my friend, their their the uh, cage thing that they had their goats in, they had to put fencing over top of it because they find ways out. Yeah. Watch yeah. it. And we have, of course, we have uh goats here in Minnesota that'll come and eat your uh buckthorn. She like yes, that. Yes. Yes. And so, uh, actually, my uh, parents have a pond, and their pond guy also owns a business of the goats cleaning the buckthorn. Nice. And uh, yeah, I've always wanted to see them do their deal. I guess they bring them in, fence them in, let them eat for like a week or two, and they take them out. It's like, yeah. Holy shit! Right. Um. So yeah, there's a, a goat and a dog. Uh. Who are somebody's pets who are available in South Carolina? So, good yeah. Uh, second story, guys, is a story you guys both know about. I'm sad Connor's not here because he would have heard the story now. Um, so Tuesday night, guys, I texted you and said, "Who, who the fuck has been sending me porno?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I was the last to reply, so everybody thought I were. did it, but yes. I did not. I did not. Well, never do. And here's here's the fun. So. We're going to Boondocks. My sister-in-law's in town. We're going there for food. And uh, we stop by the mailbox before we go. My wife's driving. And she gives me all the mail. And they're all in the mail. There's a enclosed 
magazine, right? And I'm thinking it's like my men's health magazine. I'm thinking maybe they put some stuff in there that they don't want to get whatever. I open it up and it's a penthouse magazine. Now I freak out because I don't subscribe to penthouse. A. Eh? So I look at the address on there. It says my name on there. I'm like, I don't subscribe to this shit. Right. So of course we go to dinner and I'm texting you guys saying, who's the jackass who's sending me penthouse magazine as a joke. Right. I thought it was Johnny because Johnny, when we gave him his present, he's like, I have to give you guys something for giving me all these presents. I'm like, no, you don't have to. I thought Johnny might do it. No, none of you guys did it. So I get home and I opened up even more and there's a, there's a note in there. And this is very weird. And I text you guys this note. The note says, and it says, as a Playboy symbol on it, it says a, a thank you to subscribers from Playboy. Now, Playboy has not had a physical copy of their magazine for a year now, right? And I used to subscribe to Playboy, uh, but they, of course, got it online. I don't subscribe anymore. It says, by now you know the only one premium adult magazine remains in, in print in America today. Although competitors, certainly Playboy and Penthouse, always stood together on issues that's of censorship and freedom of the press. We will miss that camaraderie. Granted, evolving into modern sensibilities while remaining true to fun, fundamental uh, roots possesses a challenge for a company over 60 years old. Over the past few years, though, Penthouse put together a team with both singular focus and diverse ways of approaching that goal. These changes have made it for an exciting time for all of us, especially for our readers. We hope you'll come along for the ride, Team Penthouse. So what Playboy did is they sent out their old subscribers list to, to Penthouse and said, hey, send them out this whole thing. And I'm going, what the fuck? David, you're right. That's very weird. I feel like you should, have, you, should, you should have to opt into that. Well, no right? shit. Right? No, no shit. I don't I mean, want... like how far back did they go? Well, they must have gone at least a year or two back when they quit distribution and everybody's subscriptions were done. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if 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 you were a subscriber like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. You've been you've been married and mm-hmm. have kids that are like now seven, eight years old. You say and, 10 years. you know, you've sworn off whatever, all of this stuff. And all of a sudden, you get like a random. Well, issue. Yeah, yeah, you say ten years, but a lot can change in a year or two. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. I was, yeah, about, I was just going extreme. <laughs> I mean, think about all the, the the dudes who got older, right? And Playboy ended. They're like, "Oh, I'm done," and this is going to their parents' house, you know, or somebody else. You know, I mean, my situation opening in front of my wife was not cool yeah. what, I mean, what was her response anyway oh she was not happy but then i showed her later on the, the thing she's like whatever but again let's not send porno to people who don't want porno right yeah well it's definitely an as dave said it's definitely an opt-in sort yeah. of situation and i'll say this and people can believe me or not right i started with playboy because in my early twenties because of the pictures, right? Cause 
hot girls. Showing I thought you were going to say because of the articles. <laughs> no, but Dave, but Dave, Dave yeah. actually tell you the truth. No, I know. As I got older, yeah, into my 30s and late 30s, the articles and stuff they were writing about was actually why I still subscribed. The pictures were like, I don't give a shit, right? I mean, I can find that stuff online. But the articles were actually really good. And the, the fictional stories they had of writers were actually really good. That's why I got it, right? It was a men's magazine. Great times. When they closed down and decided to go online, I said, I don't need that shit anymore. So why the fuck are you sending me Penthouse? I mean, Penthouse was the total opposite of Playboy back in the day. I mean... Their pictures were raunchy and and whatever. I right, mean, yeah, they were the Howard Howard Stern <clears throat> did numerous pictorials where he was the cameraman. Think about that for a second. Howard Stern was the cameraman for Penthouse for yeah. numerous pictorials. I mean, seriously. And it's right yeah. around right around Christmas time too. So let's send people <laughs> porn during Christmas time. <laughs> What the fuck? Oi. So yeah, I, I, I mean, when you sent that text, I was like, yeah. the hell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I immediately those... assumed it was Dave, too, actually. Well, I, well, when Dave didn't answer, I was like, Dave? Well, I, I know, but the moment you, you sent the text and I read it, I immediately yeah. thought it was Dave. Yeah. <laughs> why is that? I don't know why. I, I'm not sure why. Why I would I go but... directly to Dave? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I mean, I when I I was late to reply, I'll, I'll give you that. So it kind of left me up in the air as the potential guilty yeah. one. It wasn't me, of course, but I then I started thinking. Now wait a minute, what if it was Tony, and maybe he just doesn't remember? Well, no, online I, or something. Hold on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, yes, and that potentially that's what I thought too when I opened. I'm like, did I sign up for this when I was drunk at some point? Like after, like after a podcast that I'd sign up for a penthouse, but no, because I have the internet. The internet can give you everything you need without paying for it. You know, there's no reason to get penthouse magazine and guys, by the way, I did open it up and take a look at it. And reading that by any chance. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give I don't mind. I mean, I'll read it when you're done reading it. I'll give it to you next Wednesday. But the fact of the matter is, it's funny. I, I read it, and I'm like, this sucks. I mean, they have. Let me ask you this, because I can't remember. Sorry to interrupt, but I, let me ask you a question, then get into it. I can't remember the last time I looked at a penthouse, but I've mm. definitely looked at a penthouse before. But um, so this is a little tough, but like, so Compared to say, I don't know, 25 years, 20 years ago, I don't know. Let's just pick a number 20 compared to 20 years ago. How much mm-hmm. has that magazine changed in your opinion? Well, or uh, if not at all, maybe. Tell you truth, Dave, I actually have a little bit of a, I mean, a backstory about this because when I worked at Novus, which was my former company, it was an advertising company, right? We did ads in Penthouse. So we got free Penthouse magazines uh, every month. And I will say this, the penthouse magazines from back then compared to now are more like what Playboy was at the end of their reign. There's a lot of pictorials, um, not much uh, news stuff or 
articles. It's like, yeah, I don't. That's if you're not going to write some sh- good shit, but well, you know. I was going to say, never mind, like, never mind the pictures for a moment, but like, if you're just mm-hmm. talking about articles, like, if I remember, was it Playboy that used to have really good jokes? Yeah. Yeah. And does Penthouse have that as well? I can't no. remember. No. Oh, not Playboy. anymore. Not well, anymore. because they've all been done in Playboy. Oh, yeah. And, and I guess, uh, yeah, the whole politically correct thing. I mean, well, that's couldn't get away well, with some of the jokes you'd see in Playboy now that you did then back then, yeah. say 20, 25 years ago. I mean, the thing with Playboy was they always had some great articles, not only about stuff that's going on currently, but also some great, like I said, nonfiction stuff or fictional stuff that was like stories from like big name authors you know and i always read that shit because it was it was really it was good writing it was good writing um but penthouse is yeah they're that's not happening anymore i mean so are you only getting one it hopefully that's what i think good god i hope i don't get any more i don't need that shit i'm 42 years old i don't need that come on mean what i guess i get the fact that magazines are trying to make it still an in play into everybody's lives because like that media started to die what 10 years ago yeah, easily yeah. when i got laid off from novice because we were a like media company but magazines of course newspapers big that was dying right so everything's online now. So what do I need print for? Right. Really? I mean, I don't. Yeah. Like I, I get a bourbon review still in print. Um, <clears throat> well, but, but that's, that's different, right? Because that's more of a niche, yeah. niche uh, I, magazine. I hung on really long to, uh, I think just, I, I guess it's a little over a year now. Um, but I hung on to like Sports Illustrated oh, for shit. the longest time. And I finally yeah. gave it up. If only in like towards the end, I didn't even read it. I just liked having it on my coffee table, like literally. And <clears> I <throat> hardly even opened it because, yeah, you catch everything online. Everything's online. Just but, open that, that. And, but I just liked having the physical magazine for the longest time. But I finally put it into that. But, you know, Sports Illustrated, I mean, great articles, by the way. I got yeah. Sports Illustrated for a long time for my parents for Christmas every year into my thirties. I got it. But when they canceled it, what I found out was like ESPN and now the athletic actually do those things for me online. You know, right. the athletic is actually a great, great online source for everything. Uh, yeah, David, I know you have it. Dave, do you have I it? I don't. I do not. I probably should get it. Um, you should. I do not have it. I've got ESPN Plus, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like about the athletic is it's it's obviously very regional, and so there are a lot of teams that don't have coverage. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, the stuff that they do have mm-hmm. is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. I read the athletic every day. I mean, yeah. I mean that's like my source to go to, and now ESPN, even my Plus is my backup. I mean, the athletic is what sports writing should be and what sports writing used to be on Sports Illustrated when you got the magazine every week. 
you know so it works um so guys i know connor's not here so i can't talk about what he's getting for his kid for christmas but uh david before we get out of here your kids get anything like cool for christmas this year i don't know <laughs> you what whoa, 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 whoa hold on a second hold on a second you no i i am um i'm not a good gift person mm. So, uh, yeah, Sarah does the gift buying. I honestly have no idea what my kids are getting for Christmas, except for um, my son. I know that I, uh, I know because I bought it. Um, He's getting a uh, Lightning McQueen diecast metal car. Nice. He loves cars. Nice. I mean, like, well, he loves cars, but he loves the movie cars. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I know that I, I know that for sure because I actually went and bought it for him. But um, yeah, beyond that, honestly, it's I feel really bad because I Christmas morning is like, ooh, surprise <laughs> for ooh. me even. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. you know, I my girls um, when they were younger, we used to buy them the same things. But when they got a little older, I decided I'd buy them my own presents separate from my wife because – my wife buys them the stuff that they really need. Okay. I buy them the stuff that's cool, you know, because right. I'm a cool dad, right? Um, so I buy my girls. That might be some... why I don't get to buy presents. Well, <clears throat> but your daughter's getting a little older. No, she, no, maybe you want to buy her like one gift that's cool dad gift, you know? Right. When, especially when she gets into things like my kids are into things and I know what they're into. My wife doesn't know what they're into. And so I'll buy them a thing they're into. And, uh, you know, it's from your dad. And yeah. You know, I think <clears throat> one of the weird things that I haven't gotten used to yet is, um, you know, for instance, my parents always ask us for, if we want gifts and I'm always oh, no, like, no. I, I'm 40 years old. I can buy whatever mm-hmm. I want. Right. You know, I don't need a gift. Um, but I think, it's the same concept with Christmas and birthdays for the kids is it's like, Oh, so my daughter wants this like paint set. Yeah. Well, I just go and buy it for her. So it'll be like November and I'll go and buy it for her. And then Sarah's like, I could have gotten that for Christmas. I was like, oh, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, I don't know. I I'm not good with gifts. Like I just, I don't, I don't think, you know, I'm not good at picking things out. And then I'm not good at thinking about the fact that, oh, they're going to have a birthday coming up or they're going to have Christmas coming up. Wait to do that. Don't get it for them now type thing. So I just, I don't know. I, I buy, you know, recently I bought Liesl, uh some paint set thing because she likes painting. Nice. And I was like, oh, she wanted something to do. So I bought her this little easel and small uh, canvas thing and paints yeah not really thinking about the fact that you know in a month it was going to be christmas but yeah dave what do you buy your ki- oh i'm sorry you don't have any kids oh I'm nieces geez. and nephews and oh. yeah but it, i'm the same way david as you i'm not i'm not a good gift giver i and i'm not a good gift receiver because every time christmas rolls around they're like what do you want for christmas I'm like uh, yeah. nothing like Drugs. i, I I hate, I can't think of things that I want. And drugs, I drugs, and no. alcohol. 
Well, maybe That's alcohol. Heroin. Um, yeah, that'd be a good. That'd be an interesting Christmas. Interesting. But uh, yeah, no, my, <laughs> I know I got my nieces and nephews presents. I like I enjoy kind of wrapping the presents, but I have no idea what to give. Fortunately, my sister's pretty good at giving uh, me ideas. But my now my my nephew's 15. My niece oh, is 13. See? So they're harder to buy gifts for because yeah, like yeah. gift cards, know. gift cards, Dave, gift yeah, cards. Yeah. You know, and that's definitely an option. Um, I oh, oh. I actually got physical gifts. I got a video game, Nintendo Switch game for my nephew. Which one? Yeah. Which one? It's like Wario. So I can't even. It's some weird Wario. Wario something. Like I'd have to look up the name. That's that's a shit game right there. That's a shit <laughs> Is it game. really? Sorry, but... It's not Wario or Wario. It's just some weird name. I think you make. There's a bunch of mini games in it. I don't. How about Smash Brothers? No, that's not it. But well, it's a shit game then. Sorry, I've already wrapped it. Otherwise, I'd. <laughs> Watch the thing Which is, games, they, and then hey. oh, I got my niece like a uh, a mini donut maker and a few other things because she's oh, that's big, nice. She's that's a big nice. baker, so she likes yeah, yeah. things like that. And Dave, uh, but fun guess. Bring by video games, Dave. Why don't you talk to me or Nels before you buy those things? But the, there is the possibility that my nephew likes different games than you guys. Well, probably. That's a good point. Not. I don't. Yeah, maybe, but not really. I mean, there's good games. There's bad games. Okay. I mean, yes, both. Nelson and I know these things. I I would stick to the your plan, Dave, and just go with your gut or go with whatever your sister tells you. Yeah, <laughs> Dave's my sister's a, pretty good. <laughs> Dave's not a gamer though. That's no, problem. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, Dave. It yeah, is, you know. Yeah. Um, on the the uh, story of not being good at giving or getting gifts, my my mom texted me a few weeks ago. She's like, "We need a Christmas list," and I responded back. I'm like, "I'm like, honestly, I don't really need anything. Just mm. give me a gift card." The conversation oh. ended. Like it yeah. was just done. It was dead silence. She never <laughs> my, responded. Well, my my parents, my I shouldn't say my parents. My mom actually gets a little irritated. I can tell at me because, like, I need some ideas. I need some ideas. I'm like, I what? don't want anything. You don't need oh, anything. For the right. just for the record, if anybody cares, it's Wario Wear. Oh. Get it together. Okay, that's that's okay. All right, it's fine. But like I said, I, mean, I think there's a bunch of mini games. Yeah, I don't know. You're good. But, um but anyways i do like christmas i do like i'm not a good uh rapper but i do like at this time of year i like wrapping presents just because you know it's the it's something i can do and you know it's just kind of nice wrapping it up and then uh yeah i like this time of year i got all the gifts under my little tree that i have and uh yeah can't wait to give them away now david your parents asked you for a gift why don't you ask them for like an alligator uh or a crocodile like little you know shovel or mm. thing that can keep the keep them away like a little oh well they have like a little like um the alligator hunters guys come out with those little things that have little oh right, yeah, yeah. i know what hey, you're talking about. you could ask for one of those um you know i i did actually see an alligator sunday what? um in the pond behind our house what um was your but- dog was your dog outside no, but he, oh, we have a fence, so it wouldn't matter. Well, yeah, that's fine. Um, what was funny, though, is uh, I, I was outside trying to get away from the kids, and I saw it. I saw its eyes and its snout, 
and it was kind of swimming around and there was a kid I, i'm gonna call him a kid i really don't know if he was a kid um across the pond in their backyard um playing I, i'm guessing he's like jujitsu or something mm-hmm. and he had these um baton things yeah. that he was like doing stuff with and hitting the tree oh. hitting a palm tree with him and it, this alligator was like all of a sudden just stopped swimming around and just beeline directly towards this guy oh. kid whatever mm-hmm. um and then he just disappeared and i never saw him again oh. um not he didn't not the kid sorry the kid. gator oh. um and it later on that night i was watching uh i've taken to watching wildlife videos on facebook i don't know what that says about me um but Florida. there was a there was a video of steve irwin's son mm-hmm. doing a crocodile thing and to get the crocodile to come to him, he was banging these thing, these pads oh, together. Shit! And I was like, "Oh shit!" The dude across the pond was banging these things against the tree, and the gator God, totally thought it was like, "That's what I want to go towards." I, I thought not good. Weird. Not good. I'm actually far more concerned about um, panthers. Well, yeah, we, uh, we had a, a not me. We had a panther sighting, like literally oh. just two and a half miles from us. Um, somebody saw it on next door. They mm-hmm. posted it, saw it outside their yard, outside their house. I mean, um, and it swam through the pond up onto the golf course and hung out underneath the tree. What? I was like, now talk about a hazard. That would yeah. be, that'd be rough. Come well, around the corner. Up here in Otsego, uh, we're concerned about cougars, especially at boondocks. Uh, they're right around boondocks. The cougars are always really? up there. Whoa, I get Dave. You should, uh, <laughs> you should head to Otsego. Wow. wow, I guess so. I haven't hung, I haven't hung around boondocks for a while. Lights. I'll have to get Lights. back up there. But I, you, as long as we're still on the Christmas theme, I will say <laughs> that yesterday <laughs> I got maybe perhaps the best Christmas gift that I will get this season oh. in general from yeah. oh, right, right. David uh, Sterling. I got mm-hmm. a loons 2021 20, uh river kit now where did right now now sterling what what podcast was that again yeah so that was um seriously i'm gonna look them up again because i already forgot it was the mls now okay. podcast and how and many it, i've only listened to like Hopefully they don't listen to us. I've only listened to like right. I don't know five episodes, three mm-hmm. episodes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're that old, actually. No, um, they can't be. And they were doing a giveaway, mm-hmm. and it was jersey of your choice. Um, you know, all you had to do was like, follow, and retweet. Retweet. I already followed them. Mm-hmm. And so then all I did was like and retweet. Mm-hmm. I never win jack shit. And then all of a sudden they message me and say, hey, you, you won the jersey. Or sorry, no, they uh, mentioned me. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, David Sterling won the jersey. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? I had to actually go back and look at the main tweet to remember oh. what it was. I completely mm-hmm. forgot. Well, so then at that point I realized, well, I don't, I don't need it. I just did it for the hell of it. So 
I, uh, I thought that they might find it weird if I didn't send it to the same, you know, if it wasn't going to the same person. Yeah. So I literally just told them Dave S uh-huh. because it would be me. Yeah. <laughs> you could have said Dave S T E, you know, would have been right. the same. <laughs> so I just said Dave S and gave him Dave's email or address. I was, and, I was, yeah, uh, came and, so that was a pleasant surprise yesterday. That was awesome. Yeah. So appreciate was, that. And uh, I'm going to enjoy wearing this. I was going to play devil's advocate. I was going to say, Hey, have it sent to Dave, and then we're gonna give it away in our podcast. Mm, I shouldn't have mentioned because that. it's a <laughs> because it's a loons. Uh, no, I don't have to give it away, Dave. You you want to enjoy it? Well, yeah, and I, I try I try to be fair. I mean, when Dave David was nice enough to, like you said, he already has one and the current jerseys, and he offered to everybody in our kind of chat group, let's say, and uh, I wasn't the first. You know, I gave it some time, but like nobody else replied, and, and I even said. I would like that, but you know, Nell, yeah. I don't believe has a loons jersey. Right. Maybe he wants it, but he, he wants passed, to fight you for so it. He passed, and then uh, he's gonna fight know, you. It, it was his mistake to pass, I think. So now, because you know, I needed an upgrade in my loons gear because I have multiple T-shirts, but I the only jersey, uh, Tony. I think we have the same one. Of course, it was the original uh, 2017. I think yeah. it was right. Yeah, uh, which I'm I like. Waiting. I like that plain, simple jersey, but this this is pretty sharp. I like I'm waiting, color. I went for the all-star jersey this year. Hmm. I guess I'm a text. And uh, did you get the, Dave, did you get the invite to uh, Roller Garden in St. Louis Park by Nels' house next, I think it's Tuesday, for a fight, uh, to fight for the jersey? I think Nels put that out there. Did you get the invite for that or not? No? no did I? Or yeah. Sterling? No, Dave, did you get the invite for that? No, I, I did not. I oh. didn't know there was going to be a fight. Oh, well, Nels wants to fight you for the jersey. So, oh, me? Well, we yeah. do have a bit of a history there. I won't go into details. But. All right. On that note, we're going to stop right there. Um, I'm going to say th- thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get yourself custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Myself, Tony, for David, Dave, and Connor. Uh, We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. See ya. Go Loons.